Hey everybody, I want to talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20-plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two-week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. All right, everybody, welcome as the VCon uh, Media Interview Marathon continues. And we have a very special guest here because they're doing some pretty badass uh, activations and they're working on some really cool stuff. Sarah Buxton, leader at Gala. How you doing, Sarah? I'm good, Adam. How are you? First and foremost, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that your time is valuable. We also just watched um, a little sneak preview of the video sneaky check peek. for later on. So for folks that have never heard of Gala, Gala Games, Gala Music, the Gala Empire, tell us what Gala is all about. Oh, Gala is all about a lot of things that people care about. Decentralization, ownership, creativity, fun, play, um, entrepreneurialism, disruption. Disruption. Um, and the games business is probably what we're best known for. Mm -hmm. We've been in games for, well, almost since the beginning, I would say Web3. We were definitely one of the forerunners for games. Um, and that is turning, I wouldn't say an empire because um, empires are run by uh, one or two people right at the top. And we're talking about decentralization and democratization. Exactly. exactly. So let's get into decentralization and democratization. And let's start with music. And one of my favorite things about Web3 now is that fans can now truly own a piece of their favorite musician's music and not just own it, but be part of it. And it's changing the game from a royalties perspective, a fan loyalty perspective. I'd love if you could share a little bit more about what that means to you, the organization and for the products. Yeah, I'm going to be a bit controversial here and not completely agree with you. Go for it. Um, I hate the idea of artists losing their stuff, even to fans. Um, fans are wonderful and we have artists referring to themselves as being fan dependent now, which is nice rather than independent. Um, but an artist needs to hold on to their rights. That's where the music industry, I think, has really robbed people of the chance so, so far. So where is the balance where is that right mix is it not everything maybe certain things maybe if it's a well we've it's so crazy we've really moved away so much from the from the you know the the 12 15 track lps to now one-off releases here i mean that changes it also right so where is that 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 happy medium or at least a testable proposition to figure out what that balance is and obviously it's gonna be different for every artist every genre every fan base what level that artist is in their career but what are your thoughts Okay, so I think you're really close when you started talking about um, the older formats, right? So when you used to buy CDs, when you used to buy records, 
you owned those, but you didn't own the actual rights to the art that was on those records, right? You could right? flip them out and do what you want with it. Exactly. Right. So it was yours to trade, but you weren't taking a piece of that artist with you. So what we've done in Web3 is very similar to that. So you can come in, you are a track owner, and every time that track is played on our decentralized 25,000 strong node network, yes, that's a thing, mm-hmm. um, the host, the, o- the node owner gets paid. The track owner gets paid because they're allowing you to listen to their track and the artist gets paid. And the brilliant thing about that is when listeners come in, guess what? They don't get paid, but they get rewards and incentives as well. So it's this really lovely mix where everybody wins, but you don't get into, and we've seen it from a few other, and there's plenty of space in this space right now, but from a few other companies where you can get in a lot of hot water around royalties. And so we've avoided that entire mess uh, with the idea that you can still take a piece of ownership and be rewarded for it but without encroaching on the artist's rights or on the record labels that's that's an incredible um perspective and thank you so much for sharing and it gets my wheel spinning too imagine like fifty thousand people own even less like one song what happens like if someone when they pass away and the rights and like it gets diluted and there's just so many weird little intricacies about it that i don't think that we've fully fully thought through and then plus what about an artist longevity Right. And their long term earning earning potential too. How does that translate to tours? How does it translate to merchandise? But let's talk about the loyalty side of it, of stickiness. The stickiness I love of fans. About stickiness. Let's talk about yeah. sticky. And thankfully the temperature here in the stadium it's is not quite sticky. lovely. I'm, I am I'm quite breathable. cool. Yeah, yes. I'm wearing a dress, so I'm good. Yes, Yesterday it was a different story, but today I'm I'm all set. Um, so let's talk about loyalty. Let's talk about loyalty let's across talk about music loyalty. and okay. games. Let's talk about Loyalty as a whole, and we can break it up if it's easier. No, no, we can, we can, we can tackle it in one. I That's bet you fine. Can. We we are Bucks. all about interoperability. It's it's all good. Imposability. Um, so loyalty is an interesting one, right? Because you're only loyal to things that you want, generally speaking. And how do you make people want to continue feeling like they're recognised, that they're awarded, that they're cared for? And so with music and with games, I think it's that idea of whatever you're putting in, you're getting something of value out. And when you stop putting things in, you're able to transfer that value elsewhere. And I think that's really important because that's what ownership is essentially all about. It's giving you power and giving you influence and giving you the respect to say, hey, you've come and played this game. You've come and you've gone up 50 levels or you've come and you've bought this artist track when they were maybe, um, and with Gala Music, we have different levels of artists. So the quantity of a track uh, goes up as their popularity increases because obviously economics 101, right? right? Um, So loyalty for me is something that it's not a freaking IOU. It's not a promise for the future. It's an instantaneous experience that you can access as a fan. I absolutely love that take. Side note, let's talk about what Sarah, what Bucks listens to. What's your musical? I, I love doing this. Like, what are your, what are your musical? I, I call it like my, my Mount Rushmore. Like, like my, my, like I have my musical Mount, Mount Rushmore. These are the folks, the bands, yeah. the groups, right? Yeah. Like for me, it is Wu-Tang Clan, Pink Floyd, nice. Led Zeppelin, and don't nice. kill me on this one at all. It's Dave Matthews Band. That's my guilty pleasure. I can't. I love Dave Matthews. It's my. It's like my, I'm I mean, not going to make you apologize. I, but it's I, okay. But I, I, grew, I grew up. I, I mean, Dave is my soundtrack to me growing up. So we'll we'll call it that one. Um, who's your Who are your musical heroes? What's your foundation? Personally? It's so it's so funny. I'm a really um, I'm a I'm an awful person to travel in a car with because my music taste is so 
utterly eclectic. Like it. it's all over the place. So I'm a big 80s music fan as well. Can't resist that. I mean, I'm pretty much Do you dressed like synth pop 80s. 80s or cheese ball 80s? I like cheese ball 80s and <laughs> synth pop 80s. I love um, it. But there's one song and it's interesting that you sort of, um, and it's a band that you guys in the US might not have heard of called the Stereophonics. Of course. Okay. So there's a song, Dakota from Stereophonics. That's that's a track, right? Like wherever you are, no matter what you're doing, um, you're going to have to turn that up. And but then I do have, you know, I have, like I say, it's eclectic. So I'm very happy listening to Matchbox Twenty as well. And then I'll dip Rob in, Thomas. you know, mm -hmm. and then I'll dip into some rock. Um, and I'm not averse to a bit of metal either. So I'm all over the show. Really. I, I, grew, <laughs> I, I, I grew up. I grew up with Metallica. I've seen them probably 15 yeah. times. I, nice. I mean, that kind of resonates with me. So let's talk about tokenization. What you guys are doing. Uh, your approach it's a it's a pretty broad subject There's a lot of folks out there that are taking advantage of it i mean it kind of plays into the meme shit coin thing too but it's also a tremendous tool and utility for building and growing talk to us about your approach and what you're doing with gala games and gala music with tokenization yeah it's an interesting one isn't it because technology ends up as a bit of a buzz word right we don't talk about mp3s and mp4s we talk about videos and music right maybe in the other no order. one needs to know the sausage um, is made it, right? exactly but then in some ways people are really enjoying uh with games particularly seeing how it's made right seeing the background seeing the development process being able to influence it and that's something we're doing with we have gala film as well uh so something we're doing with film too but without destroying the magic which with film it's a bit more tricky um but token, you know, tokenization is nothing new in gaming. Gaming has always had tokens. I mean, that's right. Gems. Look about you know, Zelda and like, Mario yeah, Brothers. They were go. collecting the tokens, so right? So gamers are completely used to, you know, tokenization. And I think when you get to the mass um, adoption phase, the issue we're having is that we've started obsessing. And you will never hear us talking about NFTs and music. We talk about tracks. We talk about players. We talk about artists. We talk about release because it's an irrelevance. And yeah, the format you're getting is an NFT so that we can reward you for owning it. But it doesn't really matter. Hey, what's up, everybody? People ask me all the time, Adam, where do you get your alpha from every day in the Web3 space? And my go-to is The Daily Ralpha. The Daily Ralpha is the best newsletter about what's going on in the Web3, NFTs, and emerging tech world. Get market intel, drops to watch, early project finds, the hottest NFT art, news, jobs, tools, and more delivered directly to your inbox every day for absolutely free. Join over 85,000 people who get the Daily Ralpha and get everything they need to know in five minutes or less. It's like the morning brew or their skim of Web3 and more than 500 editions so far. I get this every day and so should you. Check it out and subscribe at dailyralpha.com. D-A-I-L-Y-R-A-L-P-H-A.com. Check it out. This is from, this is Kevin. So there's an immutable mindset question here. The ability for artists to sell their work as NFTs has been described as a potential seismic shift in the music industry, especially given how protective the industry has traditionally been over IP. How do you still this, see this playing out over the next few years? It's going to, there, you've got to be careful, right? You're going to have to go through the room and make friends on the way through rather than trying to go around it because uh, they will shut you down and make your life a living hell. Um, and so 
I think when you've when you're pre-signing and you've got your rights and you've got your independence and you've got your freedom, it's a different ball game. And so trying to get people before they get sucked into contracts that are unfair, before they get sucked into multi-album deals, before you know the accountants and lawyers are really ruling a creative sort of future, um, that would be better. And so the onboarding to platforms like Gala Music is incredibly important for new artists. For established artists, it's interesting, right? Because it's an untapped revenue stream that they didn't know um, for a record label, but for an artist, it's an ability to take a bit of control and ownership over a fan relationship mm -hmm. that they've never had before. And they know if they're established, people like Snoop, that their brand is what matters and that affinity that a fan has with their brand. And you can't freaking buy that. No. But if you can give them access to it, if you can give the artist's ability to sort of curate and augment that experience with a fan, that's where the, the gut punches like yeah. to the industry because they cannot do that right now. They don't know who the fan is. They can't interact with the fan and they're sure as hell not in control of it. I love it. And you surmise that so, so nicely for everyone out there. Um, what is exciting right now? Give us a little bit of alpha what Gala Music is working on. This show, just give you a time, Sam. This show will probably come out in three weeks. So whatever you could share now, we are, we're signing an NDA. <laughs> a, a, friend, a friend NDA. Friend DA. Friend DA. Friend, you're friend, on. Friend DA. What you're can on. we share here? Um... What is going on? Oh, Until compliance will leave. Yeah. Okay. So I might get in a lot of trouble for this. Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. At least. Okay. Right, Chris. <laughs> okay. Chris has said it's three weeks. So we're fine. Um, so we are, we're making friends. Wait, hold on. Is That's this, we're making we're sure that this is broadcasting in the arena right now. Do we, do we, do we have that wired into the, <laughs> don't main, get me the main stage? Seriously, don't get me sued. Um, I, I promise. Yeah, my word. <laughs> so we're working, um, we're working on some amazing things actually. And I think, Probably the most important stuff for um, fans and for supporters of the space is that doing deals with people like Live Nation, bringing on people like you know Warner Music in partnership with us, doing um, some big artist moves with people like Kings of Leon, who love you know, Kings Leon. Yeah, well they've got um, they love Gala heart, Music, heart, and you know heart why? Strings, heart strings right um, here. They're because they're completely independent and they've been able to stay independent because we backed them. Um, and so we'll be able to, um, they are going to be able to present an album, a new album pretty soon. Um, and they are, they're very excited the about sound, it. sound, the Kings, Kings so, of the sound. Yeah. So there's, you I know. I all the stuff personally. Lo loads of stuff going on. So um, with big artists and um, big names, I think the concert series and things that we're running with more of the established players to help those emerging artists, that's what we're really excited about as well. So Turning the industry on its head, but you know the industry coming with us while we're doing it. Weirdly, and they seem to be quite happy about it. I love what you nice. guys are. are <laughs> why do why why do Gala Games choose to sponsor and be part of uh, Beacon? So we were here last year. So we were here for the inaugural event uh, as the games. The other Apolis, the Minneapolis, not the yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, that, that's right. That's right. I almost went to the wrong place this year. Oh, so no. It's fine. We avoided that. Um, <laughs> And I, I think it was so weird, and I've been quite honest about this. When I walked in last year and I saw the activation for games, and I, I almost wanted a, I, I Candy was, Digital, like, so there's a lot of other things going yeah, on there. Yeah, and I, I was pretty, um, I thought, oh, God, another conference, just what we need in our lives, right? And I was blown away by... The, the whole vibe with VCOM was very different. And I did a panel actually, even though we're here as games, we were sort of very early days of music and I did a panel on music. And 
the feels that came out of that audience and the amount of artists that mm -hmm. were in that room and the amount of people that wanted, wanted to it. talk wanted and experience it. and understand what the hell was going on. And so when we uh, were talking to Gary again this year, it's like, yeah, of course we'll come and of course we'll lean in. Year two is always hard, right? Because when you've hit it out of the park year one and everybody loves you and you happen to just about still be in a bull market and then mm -hmm. this year happens, it's very different. And so I think it's important that companies like ours that can come and do a big activation lean in and we support each other. Um, I'd be remiss, and I haven't done this uh, much over the last couple of days, but the root of the show has always been about career journeys and you're in a, a leadership position. When you're interviewing folks, how do you suss out? Listen, I, I assume, Sarah, when some, by the time someone comes to you in the interview process, their skills and experience have, have already been vetted. How do you gauge personality, character, values? What are some of your, what are some secret box questions? Yeah, it's interesting because anyone, if they practice long enough, could be really good in an interview, but be a bit of an asshole, right? Mm -hmm. In real life. And so you have to be very careful because I am incredibly protective over my team. Uh, we work so hard and we have to be able to trust each other. And so I only want good people that are there for the right reasons. Um, and so I think, it's an interesting one. What we tend to do, um, and it's so funny you asking this because you're an expert in it, but I give people a challenge. So I'll say, um, we want to do, we want 5,000 people onto this game or this platform and we've got a budget of $20,000. What would you do? And so then they go off and like, you know, and that'd be someone in marketing or something. So then, and they come back and they present and you can get so much from who they bother to talk to, how they approached what was it, their approach? whether, whether they show you a deck, whether they've made you a video, whether they haven't done anything. And then, you know, right. Cause I interpretive want, dance. Like yeah. It, yeah. Mime, <laughs> you know, whatever, a comedy show, but whatever it is, it's kind of, and it allows people to put their stamp on it because I don't know the answers. Of course I don't. We're all making it up. Right. Mm. So it's nice to see how someone else wants to approach it. Um, I, and that's always a good gauge. And I appreciate and before my before my last question, so make sure we don't forget this. Where could folks learn more? Where could they find out all the good stuff of Gala Games, Gala Music, and Gala.com. There you go. Shocker. How efficient is that? Gala.com. You gave way to the Gala universe. It is. We're not Empire, Box, universe. music, film, games. It's the Galaverse. It's the Galaverse. You almost got it. And last but not least, this show is my masterclass. This is how I learned through osmosis. I get to talk to incredible leaders like yourself. Sarah Buxton. What is the single greatest piece of advice that you have ever received that you take action on every day? A mantra, maybe something you run through your head before you start your work day, your family, your friends day, your personal time, mental health, wellness. What's something that you repeat that gets you going in the right direction? Always assume good intent. I think that's um, that really does keep you level. So there's two. There's always assume good intent. I think particularly we run a fully remote organization. And if you think the worst of people all the time, you would drive yourself crazy. Um, some people are good at text and some people aren't. You cannot do that these days. Yeah. And the other one is do not think you're better than anyone else ever. Um, and that keeps you humble. And like the guys yesterday, like our team works so hard and they're out on the floor. They were here since six in the morning. And the mm -hmm. only thing I needed to do yesterday was be out on the floor with them because that's what you should be doing. Like, be so side it's by a, side. Yeah, be yeah, a team, team, right? You win together. So, um, and I think that's something that the Web3 space, particularly in the early days when everyone was winning, uh, it really felt like that. And now it's whether it was real or not, we're starting to see as things maybe aren't so easy. Uh, you are starting to see the real teams emerge now. And that's, I mean, this. I, I keep using this analogy of a forest fire. 
and I do not mind repeating it, but I feel like this was the forest fire we needed in this industry. We burned down all the rug pulls, all the yeah. bullshit, fake freaking actors out there. And what do we have left in the ashes? Yeah. We have the saplings that are rising, these projects that are meant to be. Yeah. And then we have the oaks that were always going to be there strong and remain tall. Yeah. And that's where I like that. Right that's nice. I mean, you a bit depressing it. about the fire bit, but the, the, uh, the, you know the new I, stuff I, I is think, good. I think you need as to long as the animals extreme. were okay. Oh, the, no, like, no, the animals were not like part of the forest fire. It was an animal as far as fire. Okay, There's no fine. endangered species, even the vegetation. It was everything it was fine. worked out. It's just it's a very hypothetical. I, like fun. you might know, I like find, you know it's happy a, endings, fairy tales. I'm dressed as a fairy plum, you know. And everyone's fit. I mean. The, the fashion here has been out of control. Everyone is showing up here. Um, bonus question time on the podcast before we wrap it up here. Tell us a funny joke. Clean or dirty, doesn't matter. Oh, no, I'm really bad then at I this. Won't, won't, and they're like... All right, let me switch it up on you then. Go on. What people don't know about Box is that before she got into <laughs> music entertainment and just being the amazing uh, leader of <laughs> folks out say. there, she really wanted to be a fortune cookie writer. <laughs> so it's your first day. In the fortune cookie writing desk, and it's, yeah. it's a it's a little it's a little room. It's not really a big room. Unfortunately, it's windowless. Oh no! No, no, okay. don't, don't no. <laughs> no, it's not windowless at all. There's it's big open bay windows there. What's the first fortune that you're writing? Um, uh, Remember, it has to fit on a little fortune. Okay, okay, okay. Luckily, you've got um, the wonders of post production, haven't you? So it's fine. I'm going to take a second. Um, oh, um, <laughs> be like a genie when someone pings you. You should appear. <laughs> I do like that. And what are your lucky numbers? My lucky number is three. So it's three. Mine. Three is the magic number. It's not a lucky number. It's an actual magic number. Three is my three is my number two. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sarah Buxton, where could they connect with you personally on Twitter, Instagram? Uh, for like, this is so funny. I'm sorry, I'm going to diverge here, but Go for or divest. Um, somebody asked me that yesterday, and I was like, "I'm for the Bucks," and they were like, "With the number four? I was like, "No, like F O R," and F -O -R. they were like. Da bucks and I went no the so I'm very British about it. It's You're all very, spelled it's correctly for bucks. the B-U-X. B -U -X. I love it. All about the bucks. Bucks. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us here today. Enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you, Adam. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Take care, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search The Pausecast on LinkedIn. And to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.